Hey, what is up? Welcome to this episode of the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast. As always, I'm your host, Brian Lofermento. In today's episode, we've got an awesome entrepreneur who's doing super meaningful work in an area that really matters for all of us. We always hear societally how generations are getting older, our parents are getting older, grandparents are getting older, ourselves are getting older. There's so much to consider. And today's entrepreneur is really at the heart of that, helping people to navigate that world while also building a really cool business. So I'm so excited to hear his story. Let me tell you about today's guest. His name is Scott Bown. He's a certified financial planner with 20 plus years of experience in financial services, insurance, and wealth management. He's an accomplished personal finance professional that has transitioned his collective experiences to focus on being an advocate and resource for caregivers of aging family members. Now, this is someone who's had an incredibly accomplished career, but he's now transitioned to becoming an entrepreneur. His professional course correction, he says, has been a long time coming and influenced by both personal and professional experiences. He's had the pleasure of acting in the role of power of attorney and executor for several family members. So why start something new at this point in his journey? Well, the catalyst was a conversation with a person sharing her new role of providing care for her mother with dementia. The woman shared her extreme frustrations of not being able to gain access to the financial accounts because the required legal documents and paperwork were not in place. She simply simply asked Scott, I wish I had known. At that moment, he knew it was time to step up and make a difference on a greater scale, which is when his company, Generationally Prepared, was formed. He's going to tell us a lot about the way that he formed that, how he serves people, how he's making an impact. So I'm not going to say anything else. Let's dive straight into my interview with Scott Bound. Scott, I am so excited that you're here today. Welcome to the show. Brian, hey, I am extremely excited as well, and I appreciate us finding each other. So I I appreciate the opportunity to, to talk with you today. Heck yeah, likewise. Honestly, we really love entrepreneurs that are starting businesses that are impacting people and changing the way that people are living, the world is operating. Obviously, you are at the core of something that's near and dear to all of our hearts, which is taking care of family, especially as we're all aging. But give us that backstory. Take us beyond the bio. What is your short story of how the heck you got into all this awesome stuff and heck, starting your own business? Yeah, absolutely. So years ago, I was an independent independent financial advisor. So I have a little bit of a background of of doing things on my own. Um, More recently though, I was working for one of the larger financial investment companies and great values at the company. It just wasn't a good fit. So I started to really daydream again, if you will, of what I wanted to do moving forward. And I just started thinking about my life, my family, my professional experiences, and it all kept going back to um, my my grandparents in many ways, uh, watching them age, uh, watching my parents and other family members step up and help out, um, and professionally just having some experiences, of course, working with clients over the years, doing my best to put them and their families in stronger positions. So. All of these things kept running through my mind. And I started to work behind the scenes, if you will, of really formulating where I felt I could best make a greater impact. I could have transitioned back into being an individual advisor, 
But then I thought, well, that's that's not going to give me the the scope that I'm hoping to have, the impact that I'm hoping to have with this. So I started researching online business opportunities and and I just kept coming across membership sites. And it just made sense to me that the more I researched the challenges of individual caregivers, uh, one of their uh, unique challenges often are a feeling of isolation. And so the membership idea just kept resonating with me for many reasons. So I headed down this path and got to a point um, that it was, I was going to have to implement or not. Uh, the company I was working for did not approve it as an outside business activity, which is fine. Um, I understood that. So a couple months went by and I, again, am I going to do this or not? And then that's when I talked with one of the, uh, one of the clients of the firm and she shared that she was calling to get access to her mom's accounts just needed some basic information and I wasn't able to provide that on that call because her mom hadn't completed the required internal paperwork that was needed for me to have that conversation. So um, the client rightfully shared her frustration and just raised the question, you know, what, what do I do now um, in essence? And that's when I internally thought to myself, you know what? I, I raised my hand in my mind and I said, I'm going to, I'm going to take the jump because I've got the background. I've got a lot of knowledge that can help people. And so I kept moving forward and, uh, about a year and a half, two years after I left, here I am. Yes. I love that overview for so many different reasons, Scott. And chief of which is that you've done something that so many great entrepreneurs, it's our building blocks, is that you realized, hey, this is a real need that I have. And I always help people with this. Why don't I start a business and help even more people with it? But what I think is really fascinating, Scott, is I always think about the role of a practitioner. When we are working a nine to five, for example, if you and I are, are physical therapists, well, we when we go to work, we do physical therapy. But if we start right. our own physical therapy, therapy practice. Now we're not just practitioners. Now we also need to grow a business. We need to do sales. We need to do marketing. In your right. case, it's a business model that I love. You have a membership site. You have a growing and thriving community of people that you are constantly serving, that you are right. also marketing to get new members. There's so much of that. Talk to us about those building blocks because starting a membership site is different from just starting people or helping people one-on-one. -on -one. What have those intricacies been? Because for me, I love the membership model. Because I always say a rising tide lifts all boats. I would imagine that you're helping people in more ways that goes beyond just you, Scott. People probably connect with each other inside of your community and they're like, holy cow, I'm not alone. This is amazing. Talk to us about that because it is so unique. I think it's really cutting edge. And I personally right. think it's it's where the industry is going. Yeah, I, great insight. And so the, the decision again on the membership was I just, I want to help as many people as I can. And I knew being a solo practitioner, opening up a small advisory firm would limit me on that scope. As well as I know my lane as far as the actual curated content that I can create and feel confident in, in helping people. Uh, but I, I was never actually in the day-to-day -day role of being a caregiver. So I don't have that experience. And that's where the membership, one aspect of where the membership site is truly helpful, where 
you know, members could ask each other, hey, this is the challenge I'm facing with my my dad. You know, does anybody have any real life experience that can can help me out with that? And and the membership site open, you know, it's, you can access at any time. Uh, if no one else is online, post the question and then someone will get back or so it's that type of engagement. Um, and I'll share uh, technology today, obviously, um, compared to when I was doing an independent financial advisor role back in the early 90s to the early 2000s, you know, this tech just wasn't there. And so it's all new to me in many, many, many ways. So the learning curve on that has been huge, uh, though I see value in it, of course. Uh, it, being an entrepreneur today, it's not easier. There's just as many challenges. The technology, though, is just, it sucks you in, Brian. Just all the great things you can do with it, um, that it's just, it's exciting uh, to, to know what's out there to help you, to help me accomplish my goals of wanting to help as many caregivers as, as I can. Yeah, I love that. Obviously, I love the mission. And you're right. As someone who, I mean, I've been using technology since a really young age. I'm of the firm belief that it enables us. And Scott, I think that you're living proof. You and I were joking around before we hit record here today about tech and and getting cameras to work and microphones to work and all that fun stuff that we deal with on a daily basis, especially being a podcast. But it's cool because it also enables us. You and I are broadcasting to thousands of people in over 150 countries around the world. So tech really enables that. And Scott, I think that especially when we're living, I think what I love about your business is we're living real life problems. These are problems that if someone has someone in in a nursing home or God forbid in a hospice or in the hospital, wherever people are being caregivers, even if it's at home, if you've got a loved one at home that you're responsible for, that you're checking in on, those are real life problems. And it's cool that technology can digitally enhance our lives. Talk to us about that because I think it's something that is so real. The emotions are real for people who are in that position and then to have this digital outlet, this digital community through Generationally Prepared. Talk to us about some of the things that happen on there. Is there content there? Is there, obviously there's the community. Talk to us about what's actually changing the game inside of there. Sure, absolutely. So absolutely, there is definitely curated content uh, specifically created to support caregivers uh, helping an aging family member. Uh, you know, there's a wide number, millions of scenarios of caregivers, um, special needs children, uh, disabled family members. There, there's many niches to have gone down that those paths. Now, um, I chose the aging aspect of caregiving. My grandparents lived into their mid to late 90s. Um, so they were in my life a very long time. They, my family's been very lucky on the caregiving front, first of all. Uh, my grandparents' lives were pretty healthy um, the majority of, of the time. Towards the end, you know, there were things that certainly arose. Um, but my family my parents had not needed to move in and provide 24-hour care. So hearing a lot of these stories since I've really jumped into, into this lane, um, it's 
it's awe-inspiring, it is humbling, uh, it is people showing courage beyond measure. Uh, I can throw out stats all day. Um, Just a couple of quick ones, you know, caregivers while working uh, put in an additional 20 hours a week on average, helping out an aging family member. Uh, They spend an additional seven to 10,000 a year out of pocket to help the aging care their loved ones. So two out of um, caregivers have um, on average two of their own chronic diseases that happen over time. So there's a lot of things going on for the caregiver um, as well. So, So wanting to support this space was really a no-brainer for me when I really started thinking about my next step. And within the community, yeah, there's, I've created geez, 40, 45 videos walking through um, the process of being a caregiver. I, I sat down and I just tried to take the approach, look, most people enter this role, uh, I don't want to say totally unprepared, but in many cases, not ready for it. Um, so you get a three o'clock phone call and, Hey, it's your grandfather's neighbor giving you a call. Um, he's in the ambulance on the way to the hospital and he had me listed in his cell phone as his emergency contact. So here you go. You got to get to the hospital. So I jump in my car and I'm driving to the hospital and I'm like thinking, of course, I hope he's okay. But I'm also thinking, holy cow, we never talked about this. I, I'm not aware of what I need at the hospital. I, we, you know, what does he want me to do? So that's where I started the series of videos. You get that 3 a.m. phone call, you jump in the car and you drive to the hospital. So when you get to the hospital, you know, these are the forms that they're gonna need completed. These are the legal documents they're gonna start asking for, you know, what happens uh, during, uh, your loved one's journey in the hospital, transitioning from one one section of the hospital to the next, um, discharge, you know, what are the options? Can your loved one go back home and live? Do you need to remodel the house a little bit to make it more livable? Uh, do they need to go to independent living? Uh, moving through what financial documents are you gonna need to start tracking? Um, how to interpret tax forms. This isn't any advice what's right for your specific situation, of course, but it's just education on all the things you're going to need to be aware of, the processes you're going to have to work through, um, where to access. You know, I've provided hundreds and hundreds of links to Medicare, Medicaid, the VA benefits. Again, just really trying to think through the entire process that a caregiver Um, may face in their journey uh, so that they can come to the membership no matter where they are in the journey and gain value immediately. Um, I've also provided, created a lot of checklists and to-do lists, you know, those types of content that, um, that are there to support people. I've been doing my best to bring in guest speakers monthly to that are experts in their own unique aspects of caregiving. Um, so they, my members could ask questions that maybe they wouldn't have an opportunity otherwise. 
so those those are my starting points and looking to get feedback and continue to grow from there. Yeah, Scott, I'll tell you what, there's two things that I really want to dive into with you right now. I'm going to throw both of them at you right now to see wherever you want to take it, because I think that both of these are really interwoven. The the first thing that I really want to call out for listeners benefits is that we hear so frequently in business, you know, you need to understand your customer. And Scott, just in those examples, I mean, you just rattle them off. You can do it so naturally off the cuff because you deeply understand your customers. Not only have you had lived experiences in this, not only have you helped other people navigate these waters personally, but obviously you've taken very intentional and strategic time in your business to say, let me understand all the things that real life caregivers are facing in their own journey. So that's the first thing that I want to hear your perspective on is obviously that notion of understanding your customers at that really deep level. But then the second thing is you brought up a very powerful notion in business, which is obviously providing value. And a lot of people are going to hear you. And Scott, I say this in the most loving and supportive way, because this is something I've heard throughout my 16 years as an entrepreneur, where people like when I published my book, for example, or when I launched this podcast, people are like, can't people get that information for free? And it's like, yeah, of course they can. There's the internet. All of this stuff is available. However, Providing value is putting it all in a concise fashion, making it available at your fingertips, giving it to you in a way that understands your unique journey. It's really marrying that understanding of your customer with the value that we can provide. You talk about linking to Medicare. Anyone can get that link, but in the heat of the moment, do they realize that that link is relevant to them and can provide the answers? Probably not. So that's why having kind of a a Sherpa, I think of it as a visual, like you, that is where that value really comes in. So I'd love to hear your perspectives on those things because I think that that's your zone of genius and a lot of people might not realize the powerful value that it provides. So lay it on listeners who might be undervaluing themselves in this regard. Yeah, that, I appreciate you, you mentioning that. Um, and you're right, you know, with the tech today and ChatGPT, all of it now, um, information is readily accessible to anyone that wants to find it. There's no question. Uh, the challenge is though, yes, when you're in the heat of the moment, uh, you may not be thinking rationally, if you will, of the legitimate questions that you would ideally want to ask. Uh, you are just needing to get to the bottom line of, of where to go, what to do, and maybe even what you should be asking. So that's where I did my best to research the and think through the entire process of being a caregiver. Now, what the content I've curated, it's not the daily activities of providing care per, per se. As I've shared, that's not my, my expertise. I bring in others and, and find content from other sources that support those areas. My, my lane is, of course, a personal finance background, um, but also recognizing of having been a financial advisor, there's many processes that hang people up. And, you know, using the Medicare and Medicaid and the VA as an example, uh, the VA, great benefits. But boy, I'll tell you what, going through their website, so much information which is which is excellent. I, I'm of the belief I don't think you could ever have too much information when you have time to go through it. But when you're wanting to get to what you need quickly, um, having so much information 
might be challenging and frustrating. So I've done my best to think through processes and add value and insight and education on the personal finance side uh, going through this content that I've created. Um, also, my experience of, of having worked with uh, families over the years, uh, understanding a little bit of certainly about the emotional side of, of that. And, you know, when, when you're dealing with a, a, your dad that has dementia and you're, you're working full time and, you know, and you're, you're putting in 20 plus hours a week, doing your best to help your dad out. Um, so many challenges with that. So many emotions with that. Um, there could be family conflicts because old, old rivalries come up. It's just a very unique set of, of challenges and circumstances that caregivers face. And when they, when they're in the heat of the moment and they're trying to provide a level of care or understand Medicaid and, and their dad is next to them, pushing back on eating or, or whatever that momentary challenge might be. And, and you're on the internet trying to go through Medicaid or, you know, understand what the next step is. It's just, you know, it's a frustrating scenario. And so I've really done the best that I can uh, to say, okay, cut, cut through the, all the stuff and just get down to what you need to do to take that step, find what you need, uh, understand what you need to and continue moving forward with what's really important. And that's getting back to your dad, helping him through that challenge that he's, he's stressing over in that, in that moment. Yeah, Scott, I love the fact that you chose the word curation, that obviously you are curating these resources for people because you understand that path, you understand that journey, and that in and of itself, you, you use the word heat of the moment a few times. I think that that's a real value add that people underestimate. And a part of me really wants to ask you this, Scott, because I know how I am. I've started a membership site. Historically, I sold that at the end of 2021, I guess, or 2022. And in addition to that, I've created online courses. And with all of these things, one thing that I inevitably learned along the way is that people will always have their own unique struggles. How much of the way that you operate and serve your audience understands that, hey, sometimes they, they need to talk to somebody. I know that you have live Q&As. I know that you bring live guest, guest experts in. What is your thought process? I guess now we're talking entrepreneur to entrepreneur, not within the scope of your industry. But what is your right. thought process behind how you're structuring your membership, how you're structuring your offer, how you're serving these people, obviously in, in both a scalable way, but also at that individual, that human way, depending on their unique problems. I'd love to hear your insights into that because there's no right answers here. And I think it's going to give listeners a lot of food for thought in how they serve their customers. Yeah, you ask great questions. That's one of the reasons I was excited to speak with you um, to, to formulate in my mind too, you know, that I am on track with what I'm wanting to do. So I appreciate your great questions. Now, <laughs> entrepreneurially today, you alluded at the beginning, before we started uh, our online conversation, I was having a little bit of tech problems with, with my webcam and 
doesn't take much to throw me off on tech. So from an entrepreneurial standpoint, that's been a huge challenge for me um, is working through those aspects. Um, it's I, I've thrown my hands up in many cases and, and just reached out and, you know, found the folks that are the experts in what I need, to be honest, from, from that standpoint. But as far as inside the membership, um, the platform, it's, it's built like Facebook in many ways um, in that a person could uh, upload content if they wanted to, if they came across an article or something, uh, they could ask a question. And under that, that question, that post, anyone can respond. Um, there are uh, the opportunities, of course, for um, messaging internally within the membership site. So if you wanted to have a little bit more of a private conversation with someone, there's that opportunity. Uh, with technology, there's uh, online chats now, so you can have like real-time conversations. So it's really, uh, again, the technology to support being an entrepreneur now is it's significant. And um, so that ability for the members to communicate between each other, I think is really the strength, to be honest. My curated content, of course, has a lot of value, um, puts a lot of processes and, and knowledge into quick content that you could understand easily and, and move on. Um, but it's the, it's the ability, again, like when you're in the, in the heat of the moment, not to keep saying that phrase, but you know, when you're, when you're struggling with something and, and it's 12 o'clock at night and, and you're like, oh, maybe someone's also logged in at this moment and, you know, I could have a quick online chat. That's huge. I, I don't know that you could put a price on that. Um, you know, when you're thinking about the reality of, of the challenges of being a caregiver. Um, so I think that's honestly, Brian, the, the biggest value is, is members being there for each other. Yes. Amen to that, Scott. You know, I don't think we say these things out loud enough. A lot of people like to list all the amazing things and resources that are inside their offers. But what you just said right there, baking those things into our customer experiences. That's why I really love that word, customer experience. That's where the real value comes in. And Scott, I'm sure that all of your members would, if they were here on air with us right now, they'd be echoing that is that that's the stuff that keeps them there. Sure. Maybe the information, the resources, the Q&As, the guest experts, maybe those got them in there, but it's that human to human connection that keeps them there. So I love that here we are having a conversation about a membership business, but inevitably we talk about that human to human interaction. So I think it's so important for all of us in our own businesses to really make sure that that's present, that that's part of their experience. With that said, Scott, I really want to ask you this. I don't think I've ever asked a guest this here on the air, but I'd love to hear the types of questions that go through your own mind on a weekly or, or daily or monthly 
monthly workflow basis because I believe that we go through seasons of business. Some seasons are about growth. Some seasons are about scaling. Some seasons are about systematizing. Some seasons right now, I'm in the season of hiring, for example. So we start asking ourselves those questions and the quality of those questions, the depth of those questions, the types of those questions, they dictate our ability to grow and our ability to answer those questions. What sort of questions are you asking yourself right now on a day-to-day basis? And here we are, you and I are recording towards the end of the calendar year. December's right around the corner. What types of questions are you asking yourself as a business owner at this time of year, targeting those growth goals that you want to hit in the new year? Right. So where I am right now, um, I feel confident for now that the tech is where I want it and adding value and being able to add as much content in various formats as, as I choose to or am able to. So uh, I'm shifting back to, and I'll take a sidestep to this, this answer. I took the field of dreams approach, build it first and people will come. Um, I read along the way that, nah, start small, get a membership before you even build anything. And that obviously works. Many, many, many people do it. And the experts suggest very strongly that that's the approach you take. Maybe I'm too old school. For, I just couldn't wrap my head around that. I, I just couldn't. And so I just went through the entire process of, in my mind, I was pretty clear on how I wanted it to look. Understanding changes will occur without question based on feedback and everything that occurs when uh, people start to use something. But I did take the build it first approach. So a lot of that work was over the last year and a half, two years. So now that I've launched and uh, it's it's about growth, it's about um letting people know that i'm here uh letting people know the value of what i'm doing and that they'll receive uh and that's been a challenge in of itself um when i was an independent advisor back in the day that was when you could still pick up a phone go through a phone book and make cold calls and initiate conversations and you know, and, and build a business that way. I'm not saying one way is easier or harder because while that certainly had its own challenges, us today has its own challenges, even with all the technology. So it's having the ability to speak one-on-one with people is much more challenging. So now my messaging has to be efficient to anyone and everyone that comes across it. And again, that's all outside my lane. So I'm trying to do my best to understand it, but also from a business standpoint, be efficient with the limited resources that I have on finding people that could help me get those things accomplished in the, in the most effective way possible. So I am truly doing my best to set this up as a business, uh, not creating just another job for myself. And so, that is where my mind is now. How can I market myself? How can I present myself in the world online in a way that resonates with caregivers? 
And ideally, thus the name generationally prepared, ideally before the events happen, that care is required. Because as with most things in life, if you have time to do a little bit of research, to take um, preparatory steps, um, that's always putting you and your family in the strongest position. Um, so I'm doing my best to meet people on the earlier end of being a caregiver as opposed to later in the journey. I can help and benefit no matter where you are, but honestly, if, if I define my sweet spot, if you will, it's trying to, to engage on the front end of where this journey starts. Yeah, Scott, I really appreciate the way that you articulated those thoughts and perspectives. I think it's food for thought for all entrepreneurs and especially you entrepreneurs out there listening to us because no matter where we are, those are things that we always must be considering. You're asking yourself those big questions. Am I treating this like a business as opposed to just another job for myself? As someone who started businesses in the past that have felt like that, those are always the businesses that fizzled out, the businesses that I hated or or got burned out from. That's the worst possible outcome. So thinking about these things now is imperative. And then the second thing that I really want to call out that I don't think enough entrepreneurs give thought to or time towards or intention or strategy towards is that last part that you shared with us of understanding not only where your business journey is, but understanding where your customer's journey is and how can I accelerate or or be the catalyst earlier on in their journeys that they find me sooner. So there's all different stages we can walk into. And that sort of strategic insight from you, Scott, I think it's going to be really eye-opening for a lot of listeners, which leads me to my favorite part of every episode is I get to give my guests the hardest part of the the episode, which is a tangible takeaway for listeners who have heard you talk about so many things from your insights into your industry as an industry expert, as someone with a really strong financial background who understands so many of these considerations. But we also got to talk today entrepreneur to entrepreneur for people listening who are thinking, gosh, I've got things to think about. I've got work to do. What's your best piece of advice for them? What's the one thing you hope everyone walks away from today's episode thinking and most importantly doing great question and if i could take a sidestep i had another thought on where i where i'm heading and i apologize to to take this quick sidestep i've also become more knowledgeable of the impact that caregivers while working are facing and the impacts on companies so what I'm working towards as an additional um, avenue is approaching small businesses with the idea of using my membership and curated content as basically a turnkey employee resource group. Um, caregiving within workforces, 24% of employees now are acting in some as some level of caregiving. When the baby boomers start requiring care, that's going to significantly increase. It's impacting all generations. Uh, um, uh, Gen X, uh, millennials, Gen Z, all going to be impacted as as the baby boomers start needing help. So this is only going to, this is a tsunami. It's coming. We're either going to do our best to get ready for it or not. So that's another avenue I'm, I'm heading down. Now, the tip I wanna I wanna leave people with is is one that 
I started with as to what helped me really recognize that I can make a difference. And that is um, power of attorneys. Absolutely. It's a legal document that is definitely needed. If you don't have one, if your parents don't have one, go talk to an estate planning or elder care lawyer. A power of attorney is going to give, say, the son or daughter the ability to step in to help their, their mom, their dad, their grandparents out with their financial accounts, with their bank accounts. You need that type of document. The point is, though, that is often not enough because financial institutions, banks, investment companies, uh, insurance companies have over the years created their own internal forms as well that are needed. And so going back to the example I used of the client that called in to try and get information on her mom's accounts, um, her mom had the power of attorney that she could send in and the company would have accepted it for a specific need, not an ongoing basis. To enable the daughter to have access on the ongoing basis, the firm had created their own internal power of attorney, if you will, that was also needed. So don't feel that just because you have the power of attorney, immediately you'll be able to get help from a financial company. So what I'm saying is sit down, create a list of credit card companies, health insurance companies, all the companies that when you step into the role of needing to be a caregiver for your parents, reach out to them with your parents while everything is okay, while you have the time, make a phone call. Say, hey, I'm here with my mom and dad. They have an account with you. If something were to happen to them and I needed to reach out to you to get access to the account, to make changes, to do what I need to do to help them, will their power of attorney be enough or do you have your own internal forms that you will require to be completed? And based on their response, say, great, can you send me those forms? Take notes. Always take notes, who you talked with, the date, keep records, because it's going to be a process to get these forms completed and get ahead of that would be my, um, my go-to step right now. Yeah, Scott, super important. And I love your shout out. I'm so glad that you took that detour along the way to point out that this stuff applies to every single one of us. Myself as a millennial, I, I hear when I talk to my parents on a daily, weekly basis, I hear that they're going through so much of this stuff with their lawyers and getting their paperwork sorted out. And they always tell me and I'm like, oh, I hate hearing about these things. But you're right. It's an, an inevitability of life. So we have to address those. I think it's a perfect segue. I'm going to shout out before I toss it back your way is I'm going to ask you for your links. So listeners, if you want to check out Scott's work, we're going to be sharing all of those with you in just a second. But on that note, I do want to call out that you've got an awesome freebie on your website right there on generationallyprepared.com, your free checklist. You offer a checklist for all of us to 
figure out the documents, the questions we need to ask, all of that that we need in a checklist format, which I love checklists. I love to do lists. I think all of us entrepreneurs do so that people can get it for free to start taking this action. So with that said, Scott, I know listeners are going to be keen and eager and maybe not excited, but they'll understand the importance of checking out all the great work that you're doing. So drop those links on us. Where should listeners go from here? Yeah, I appreciate the opportunity. So, um, the website is www.generationallyprepared.com. Uh, I could, I don't know if I can email you this or how that works, the links, but, um, and I'm on LinkedIn as well. Uh, last name is B is Bravo, O Oscar, W Whiskey, and November. Um, those would be the two primary resources if you want to connect. Um, it's it's all about just recognizing that if we're fortunate enough, we are going to have the opportunity to act as caregivers for our loved ones. Uh, and it's better to start thinking about this earlier. A lot of people tend to think that a caregiving journey is is when you're jumping in and putting in those 20 hours a week. Your caregiving journey actually begins much sooner than that. As an example, if you start going to your parents' house and you notice your, your mom is starting to shuffle her feet when she walks, and then you, you notice that their outside brick sidewalk is uneven and you put the two together, she is shuffling her feet, the brick is uneven, she's going to trip. Your caregiving journey has started. So recognize that, just allow yourself to be aware of when your thought process starts to change even a little bit when you start looking at your parents as hmm that doesn't seem right they may not be aware of it i i need to start engaging in the conversation um so it can start that early uh in in the in the process Yeah, an important perspective and note to leave on, not only professionally, Scott, but I love on a personal level how much you've put life into perspective for us today and really pointed out all of these things. Because I'll tell you what, we could talk about business for days, for weeks, for years. It's what I love doing, but this is the stuff that really matters. So super important perspectives from you. Listeners, you all know the drill. The links that Scott and I both mentioned, generationallyprepared.com, as well as a link to Scott's personal LinkedIn and any other links and goodies that he sends our way, you will find right on down below in the show notes, wherever it is that you're tuning into today's episode. So Scott, on behalf of myself, I learned so much here today. In behalf of all the listeners, thank you so much for joining us here today on the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast. Brian, you do great work. I appreciate the opportunity to be here and uh, look forward to talking again. 
Hey, it's Brian here, and thanks for tuning in to yet another episode of the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast. If you haven't checked us out online, there's so much good stuff there. Check out the show's website and all the show notes that we talked about in today's episode at thewantrepreneurshow.com. And I just want to give a shout out to our amazing guests. There's a reason why we are ad-free and have produced so many incredible episodes five days a week for you. And it's because our guests step up to the plate. These are not sponsored episodes. These are not infomercials. Our guests help us cover the costs of our productions. They so deeply believe in the power of getting their message out in front of you, awesome entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs that they contribute to help us make these productions possible. So thank you to not only today's guests, but all of our guests in general. And I just want to invite you check out our website because you can send us a voicemail there. We also have live chat. If you want to interact directly with me, go to thewantrepreneurshow.com, initiate a live chat. It's for real me. And I'm excited because I'll see you as always every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday here on the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast.